You're listening to What The Press? A conversation about business and WordPress. Brought to you by WP Maintain. Here's your host, Suraj Soda. Welcome to another episode of What The Press? A conversation about business and WordPress. I'm Suraj, your host. Today, we'll be discussing a little bit about building partnerships in your business and strengthening your business-to-business or B2B relationships either with other agencies or introducers to allow you to grow your business. By the end of this episode, you'll learn a bit more about how we at WP Maintain and my guest implements uh, our own partnership program of sorts to help us grow both of our businesses. I'm going to be talking to a WP Maintain agency partner, Johnny Miller, who is the director and founder of Outlines Design, uh, about how he approaches his partnership program or his affiliate program and some tips and and tricks on how he's done this uh, in his business. And of course, as always, I will also share how we implement this at WP Maintain. This episode is probably going to be more of the business end of things as opposed to a specific WordPress-based conversation. Uh, But that's the beauty of this podcast. Uh, We talk about a bit of business, a bit of WordPress. And of course, Johnny knows his stuff when it comes to WordPress as well. So uh, if if we do end up going down that rabbit hole, uh, it's not going to do any harm at at all. But without further ado, Johnny, welcome to to the episode. Why don't you introduce yourself and and tell us a bit about you and Outlines Design? Yeah, thanks. Pleasure to be here. So yeah, I'm Johnny, uh, founder of Outlines Design. We've been building websites now for six years um, servicing primarily professional services industries and also recruitment. So I founded the business in 2015 after working in software for a while, then working for an agency and then decided, you know, spread my wings and and do things my way, if you like. So yeah, so we've been going a while now, just about went our, our eighth year, which is crazy to think. And yeah, it's been a wild ride, but uh, plenty of, plenty of uh, experience, I guess, of the WordPress space, which kind of complements your 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 podcast absolutely have, have you always been in wordpress johnny or like over the last eight years or have you have you moved away from something else and decided to go more wordpress or if anything the opposite did you do less wordpress stuff nowadays for whatever reason wordpress has has always been my go-to since i started my business but being in software initially i was just a ui designer so i didn't really uh, need to think about necessarily the 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 cms side of things i I needed to think about front-end implementation and and provide guidance on that but in terms of like a content management system i didn't really need to think about it when i moved to working for an agency they had their own so i guess my route into wordpress was more seeing the challenges that having your own CMS internally created for both the client and for the agency. And that's why I got onto open source because I thought, you know, it's uh, community supported. There's an array of developers who are working on plugins and all this other stuff. And uh, of course, the, the benefit of it is that it doesn't tie a client to one specific provider like a, a bespoke CMS might. So yeah, so that, that kind of got me onto WordPress. I, I toyed with uh, a couple of others, like Text Pattern was one at the time, but because of the the plugin library WordPress offers, it was a no brainer. And I think you know that the the growth of WordPress over the last sort of half a decade, if not longer, has proven it was the right decision. And I know there's others out there that are emerging, like Webflow and stuff like that. But I think they've got a bit to go yet because of the 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 um you know some of the technology that's required for for modern sites isn't quite up there yes the design is but not necessarily the back office stuff but yeah wordpress is has been pretty much my go-to ever since i started my business 
That's amazing. And obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're very biased here towards WordPress. So it's always great to hear that. And I, something I really like about your business, Johnny, is how you've kind of focused down on, on a specific niche. You're not a web designer for everyone, are you? No, not really. And I, I, I always wanted a niche and I always thought that that was the best route to go down. I think if you're too broad, you end up trying to appeal to everyone and then end up realistically appealing to nobody. So my initial angle when I first started my business was startups. I wanted to try and get into the startup market, try to get companies who've just maybe registered with Companies House or, you know, people who have done the same kind of journey as I was on at the time, which leaving full-time employment to go out on their own. But in the end, I fell into a recruitment by accident, um, did a couple of websites for for a, for a couple of local recruitment agencies. And off the back of that, got quite a lot of interest. And I th- it was a bit of a light bulb moment. I thought to myself, um, this could be it, rather than focusing on startups, which had its challenges when you, you're talking about budget and initially the, the, you know, getting in touch with them as well, because, you know, when you, um, you're trying to prospect people, a lot of the time, when someone's starting a business, you don't know that they're starting a business because they're still getting the foundations in place of like email addresses, you know, even company names, registering with company's house, all that kind of stuff. So it was a difficult in to begin with. Um, so I thought if I went down the route of recruitment, then that, that would give me more scope for, for, for a broader kind of sales approach, I guess. And so I'll start hammering LinkedIn, connecting with a lot of people, expanding my network that way. And then as a result of that, and we'll get onto this, I'm sure. Started working with more and more creatives, uh, who also then shared clients with with us. So it was it was definitely. If I had my time again, I mean everything happens for a reason. But if I had my time again, I would be more industry focused, I think, um, than being kind of business type focused, especially when you've got the startup challenges. But yeah, it, it it's something that I've I guess become accustomed to over the years recruitment i've dealt with a lot of different types of recruitment businesses and therefore when i'm speaking to new potential clients that i've got that understanding and i think that goes a long way you know the amount of people i speak to who maybe they might might be talking to us and maybe two or three other agencies and because we've got that recruitment or niche experience that that, that, and we can relate to them on that level it's like a breath of fresh air to them they don't have to explain the concepts or the challenges or or anything like that. So anyone who's listening, who's thinking about starting their own agency, thinking about maybe what industries that they've got experience in, that would probably be a good starting point. You can always expand. I mean, I would say professional services as well, because, you know, we are a professional service ourselves. So again, we can relate to those kinds of businesses. So we, we work with clients in finance, for example, as well. And, uh, you know, other kind of services of that nature, consultancy, training. Um, but, yeah, recruitment has been pretty much our our primary sector for since 2016, really. Yeah, I, I really love that, Johnny. And, and what you said right at the beginning was something that like it lit up in in my in my in my, my, my eyes lit up because it's exactly the the model that I've tried to adopt here at WP Maintain and just you know in all of our work, you know, the the concept of not trying to appeal to everyone because you're worried that there's not enough to go around in the market or you're not going to have enough if you niche down and focus on a specific segment on the market of the market, either a, either by industry or by business type or like life cycle, so startups only or growth companies or companies with you know fifty staff and above. So I, I really like that because you, you're absolutely right. When you try and aim for everyone, you end up getting no one often, and you might get a few wins here and there. I can really relate to that journey for myself on a personal level. When I first started out in business thirteen years ago, thirteen fourteen years ago very similar to yourself, aiming for startups, even though I was myself a startup and didn't really have the experience. But I thought, hey, that sounds 
cool. And I, I went down the angle of, you know, I'm a startup, you're a startup, we can kind of help each other and work together. And I used to actually take photos of like vans and like tradespeople's vehicles, um, business cards, where the email address was like an at Gmail or at Hotmail or at Yahoo, you know, email address. You know, it was like Johnny's Plumbing at gmail.com or something like that. And then I used to think, well, that, that's a, a prime candidate for someone I can help get set up with a, a WordPress website and a proper branded email address. And I used to just go around taking photos of random vans I used to see in the street and, and networking events, take people's business cards. And I found, you know, I had a reasonable success with that. Not everyone was became a client, of course, but I, I started to have reasonable success. But it was through that I realized my own personal sort of passion for WordPress right from the early days and realized that actually it was easier for me as a service provider to build on, on WordPress when I didn't have a team of people and didn't really have any contacts to outsource to or to, to partner up with, I could self-learn it. And and that's why I, I love WordPress and ended up niching down into WordPress websites. So we obviously don't niche by sector or business type. You know, we have customers who are, you know, for for want of a better phrase, what like one person businesses, solopreneurs, all the way up to massive agencies, massive companies and you know pharmaceutical giants and their spin-off websites, e-commerce websites and, and everything in between as well. And, and and we've had similar success when we have those conversations with a potential customer who, who is debating whether to use us or somebody else. It's the expertise and the niching on on WordPress that kind of helps them make their decision as opposed to going for a full service agency who do a bit of WordPress and a bit of everything else. But I found that the, the niching and the expertise has really helped us as a small business to position ourselves as the go-to experts. And I'm, I'm sure you've had similar success by, by becoming known as the, the recruitment website expert. Um, so yeah, I, long, long way around it, but Basically, what I'm trying to say is I, I completely agree with, with yeah. I mean, what, what last year, last year, for example, was a prime a prime situation, I guess, where that I guess industry understanding helped our clients a lot because you know with COVID and everyone was panicking, and especially in the early weeks, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And me being proactive and reaching out and saying, "What about this? What about that?" You know, sending all of my recruitment client suggestions on what we could do to try and help. You know, if, if I had 100 clients all from different industries, it would have been a lot more difficult for me to be as proactive because I would have been thinking, right, okay, well, that's a challenge for them, but then it's not really a challenge for them. So how do I help them? And it just, that, that, it kind of was, it united us in a way. It was a bizarre, a bizarre experience and hopefully we'll never have to go through anything like that again. But it's again another reason why a niche focus is uh, is helpful because you can bring all of your knowledge of that specific niche to you know any kind of situation that arises out of necessity you know you can help people pivot or you can help people adapt and, and be agile and, and and overcome challenges and obstacles and what where you mentioned wordpress being being so accessible as well and it's it's not just to 
to people who are wanting to use it as an agency or a service provider, but also to the clients as well. And, you know, I have clients even now coming up to me and saying, oh, I want to use WordPress for this. What do you reckon? And, you know, it could be things like a client dashboard or something like that. I want I want my clients to know what I'm working on for them. I want to know what, what candidates I've, I'm speaking to. Like, could we create a page and I can just update it with the names? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's an awesome idea. I'll offer it to other people and see if they want to utilize it in that way. And, and yeah, just it allows you to be on the front foot. Yeah. It allows you to really empathize with your customers and their pain points and, and, and offer a solution that you feel confident in being able to deliver for them. And like, like you said, they, they feel that almost unity and connection with you because you can talk the same language, so to speak, with them and their industry and, and, and they know about it. So yeah, we're, we're completely on, on the same page there. You touched on it a little bit about how you went about getting your first clients and you said you were on LinkedIn and you, you were doing stuff like that. Eventually, you came to work with other creatives and other agencies who were, who were referring you clients. Tell me about that journey and how you ended up then using other creative agencies or creative freelancers to essentially give you business. Like, How did that start off and how did you come to that realization? Yeah, so it was a bit of a byproduct from working with so many companies. So we did like a massive sales push, like beginning of 2019, when Holly, my partner in business and in life, we just had our wedding anniversary yesterday, actually first year, we we had a COVID wedding. <laughs> um, uh, just got, just went off to uh, the church hall just on our own and got it done. But yeah, so she she joined the business in 2019 and it allowed us to really kind of go for it a bit more. You know, I wasn't thinking about, right, okay, if I take this project on, that's me out of capacity for three weeks. And, you know, she was actually really heading up the market and the sales and it allowed it to be a bit more of a an ongoing, like we we're constantly onboarding people, which was great. We were really busy and, you know, it was it was painful at times, but it was that, that next level that we needed to get to and as a byproduct of working with more clients we we came across more people that they were working with already so whether it would be people who are writing content for them there might be blogging or or something like that and people who were doing seo for them maybe pay-per-click you know those kind of additional marketing service like ongoing marketing services and by introducing us to them we ultimately then became you know like-minded creatives say oh well I, I know johnny you worked with him on on this project i'll i'll recommend you i recommend him uh, to you and, and that's how it got started and over the last sort of 12 to 18 months in particular we've been getting quite a lot of business through people who we've essentially met through other projects because they've had a good experience with us because it's not just about that the client experience a lot of the time it's about that the whole team experience and um that's why you know when when i come across someone who i really get on with and i really enjoy working with and whose skill set really complements mine the end product is so much stronger and and the client ultimately as a result has a much better experience and is much happier so it was that was an, an incentive initially for them to, to kind of pass work our way but as they were doing it more and more i was thinking to myself like i want to reward these people somehow i want to set something up in a way that you know is a thank you almost you know because they don't have to do it and every time you refer a business to someone you're essentially putting your own reputation in their hands and i've been on the receiving end of that myself where you know i've i've thought right yeah i know someone who does marketing and passed someone their way and they did a terrible job and it was on me as well you know so i understand that it's not just a, a flipping oh yeah yes johnny's number it's it's like you know that it's a reflection on them as well and i wanted the, the, them to be rewarded for helping us out in in what is essentially was a challenging time for a lot of people 
And with that, I thought, well, you know, that could also act as an incentive for others to work with us as well. So rather than just trying to approach people who we've worked with before, it could be our way of like, you know, approaching other companies who might be, or other freelancers even, who might be, you know, content writers, there might be social media experts, there might be pay-per-click people who have clients who have a need and they could then benefit from passing them our way by, you know, receiving a, a kickback, receiving, you know, promotion, which is another thing that we do. Like, I know you guys do it as well, where we like promote the, the, our affiliates on our website and in our branded material and, and also give them discounts on our services or do some kind of service exchange for mutually beneficial purpose. So that's kind of how it started and, and, and how it's going at the minute is essentially we're not really pushing it too much. Um, we're still, you know, every time I'm, I, I work on a project and someone's bring, bringing in someone who does marketing or content or SEO or whatever it might be, I always reach out to them and say, you know, are you working with a developer or are you, you know, interested in this? This these are the benefits that this is how you could, you know, potentially gain from this, um, in return for working with us. And, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's almost like an extra or, or more organic way of growing your business. And then as a result, those people then go off and they're essentially your salespeople and it's commission only sales. It's like risk free marketing, essentially, isn't it? That, you know, if they, if you have a good experience with, or they have a good experience with you, they're going to go out and they're going to talk about you to other people. So it's for us, it's been a slow burner. I know people can be quite aggressive with it and can be like, right, this is our partner program, sign up and you get a free voucher or whatever and just be really. And, 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 you know, that's fine. That's, uh, that might be something we're doing in the future, but at the minute, that's kind of where we're at with it. Yeah, I, I like it. And, and I like how it's grown organically as well. Again, Johnny, there's so many parallels between, between our, our two businesses. That's exactly how we got into the, the partner program space as well. And working with so many small businesses and because we didn't do any of the marketing or, you know, social media work or the, the ongoing SEO to, to websites that we were maintaining, but naturally, they, they, those people would, or those customers would ask us about those services. And true to our core value of expertise, we would say, well, no, we, we do one thing and we do one thing really well, which is the, the maintenance and the, the management of your website, not any of the marketing. So similarly, we had to then approach others uh, who are really good at these other services and say, we've got customers who need your help. Can we kind of vet you and understand how you work so we can refer to you? And it was almost, like that that was the the initial reason I got into this this idea of working with partners it was to help us refer our clients and it was almost one of those like light bulb moments after a few of these conversations when it was one of these partners i think it was the seo partner that we use to recommend our clients to who said oh that's great because we also don't do maintenance so we can maybe pass some of our customers back to you who who we know they're hosting by themselves and they're trying to maintain their websites by themselves and they don't really know what they're doing and it doesn't help them with their SEO work. Uh, you know, in any of the technical things that need to be changed on a website, the customers were struggling with. And that's when like the penny dropped to me to, 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 uh, and I realized, oh wow, like this can work the other way as well. Even though we were getting referrals from existing customers who weren't in the creative space and I wouldn't necessarily call them like referral partners or affiliate partners, they were just our existing customers who were really enjoying the service and referring their friends in business. And that's when I realized, wow, there's a whole bunch of creative services, designers, developers, and a whole host of marketing experts across the spectrum, right? SEO, social media, traditional marketing agencies, all of these types of companies 
who don't have someone to recommend. And that's when we decided to be a bit more proactive and consciously put together a partner program. So whilst it started organically, we've actually gone the other way and, and gone a bit more, I wouldn't say aggressive down that route, but certainly more conscious to do most of our marketing targeted and aimed at bringing on other agency partners. And exactly like you said, for, for a selfish reason, it's commission only sales. And they're not having to go out and you know do cold calling for us. It's just introducing us to people that they are already talking to and adding value on on their end. So that's that's really really interesting. Um, tell us a little bit about how you structure your partner program or your affiliate program. What you call it an affiliate program, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, it's it's quite new to us. I only kind of launched it in in April, and up until very recently, we're still kind of ironing out some of the the snags. I don't know. You kind of want to touch on potential positives and negatives, I guess, from both sides, really. But for me, initially, I was thinking about having. And I know you mentioned you've got like one SEO partner. I don't know if you've still just got one SEO partner, but one of the biggest challenges from, from my side was deciding whether there was going to be any exclusivity or not, because, you know, you could potentially have, so you could, you could be, you could approach someone, for example, who already does work with a web partner. So do you say, all right, okay, well, you're not eligible for our affiliate program if you refer people to other, other company. It's a conflict of interest, blah, 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 blah. Are you, are you cutting your nose off to spite your face by doing that? Are you, are you better off saying, you know, oh, that's fine. But if, if you find that you've got like a recruitment client, for example, and that, that current web partner isn't as suited off, there's a, you know, some kind of specific need that makes us more suitable, would you refer us? And, and, and likewise on, on the flip side of that, where we kind of were thinking, right, well, would have, you know, a partner for each service, but then does that kind of restrict us in, in a way and, and kind of defeat the whole object? So for example, if we had a, a copywriter who was an affiliate of ours, but then she didn't generate us any business, for example, then does that mean that we should have approached more copywriters because we're passing her work and we're promoting her brand, but it's not. And it, this is where it kind of relies on honesty and trust a little bit. And this is where we kind of, I was at a crossroads of like, right, okay, let's get rid of this exclusivity angle. It's not necessary. How we, how we do it now is um, essentially we'll, listen to anyone who wants to become an affiliate. And I guess one of the difficulties uh, is, you know, experiencing whether, whether they're any good or not is another, is, is another uh, I guess, another challenge. Uh, you don't want to be associated with people who are, who are carrying out a poor service. But, you know, by embracing that, it gives us more opportunity to grow our affiliate network because the more affiliates that we have on board, the more essentially networks that we belong to and how we would work in the other way is they will promote all of them equally. So, for example, you know, might be working with four SEO partners you know, if someone has a need for SEO, we'll just introduce them to all four of them, and and you know the client can decide. And then it's basically a, it's it's who can who's the most compatible with that client, or who is you know maybe the the most suited based on their budget, based on the requirements. Who's got the most industry experience or experience more specific to their needs? So I guess it, it that's that's the kind of route we're going down now, where it's a bit more it's a bit more open. It's it's not rigid in any way, and we're kind of more open to to you know, expanding it, working with loads of different people, really. Um, not necessarily just fellow creatives either. You know, people, it might be people who 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 work in um, recruitment consultancy. So, you know, we've got a couple of clients who are essentially clients of ours, like similar to yourself, who, who refer us to their clients because they're essentially recruitment coaches. Um, so their their clients are, are, you know, suitable to be our clients as well. We've got a lot of synergy there. Yeah. So it just yeah. opens us up to more. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're, we're exactly the same. We, we don't ex- um, keep any sort of exclusivity because I don't think it's fair for us to decide who the right supplier is for, for the customer. And also from a, from in, in the interest of fairness and shopping around, essentially, because everyone does it. We know our customers do it. And that's totally fine. Like I would expect someone who comes to us and talks about website maintenance, I, I would fully expect them to speak to other providers as well. And I'm sure you're the same. And when I'm recommending someone, I don't want to recommend someone just because we're getting a kickback from it or we're getting some some goodwill with the, the partner. I do it primarily so that my customer gets the value and it actually makes me look good to them as opposed to a small kickback, which in the grand scheme of things is not going to make or break your business. It's nice to have, but it's not going to be something you can you can build your business on purely, right? So we also have multiple partners for each type of service that that we we recommend to others and that just allows us to be completely impartial and not not come across as 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 overly biased and say well you have to use johnny or you have to use so and so for seo we give some some choices uh, but by having a range and variety of partners like you touched on it allows us to recommend the most suitable as well so for example with our seo partners we have one partner who is better suited for the smaller businesses on a, on a lower budget and one who is probably suited better for those with 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 a more significant budget um, so when we uh, get the question asked from from one of our customers we kind of know that customer already and we can make a relevant introduction to the right type of partner uh, for them it would be pointless if we recommend you know one of our smaller businesses to an SEO agency that are going to be way out of their their budget and only focus on on bigger uh, bigger customers. So that that's why I didn't go down the the exclusivity route for for our partners. And the same applies for for any industry, whether it's web design or you know professional services or or, or anything at all. So that's that's yeah. really interesting. That was one of the reasons why I didn't really... So, so when I first started my business, again, you kind of don't know what you're doing, especially if you've never done sales before. And it's like, you just took yourself into anything. And those networking groups um, just didn't sit right with me for that reason. It was almost like, you know, we have a website designer already. It's a closed shop. And like, I didn't want to be part of a network equally where I felt obligated to give someone referrals just because they were part of they were paying a fee i want to give people referrals on merit i don't want to give people referrals because it's a contractual obligation and and that was another thing that was in the back of my mind when i was thinking when i was at this crossroads thinking about exclusivity is like that would be exactly what that would be um you know closed shop you know nobody and ultimately you know if if you're in one of those networks where you know someone's referring their friend who needs a website or a website designer but that website designer might have loads of you know things that aren't compatible with our client that might be really expensive that might not have any industry experience in what the client needs and ultimately then nobody's winning from that closed shop being a closed shop it's like you know they're better off expanding it to more people and then who who, who the person who's got the need who who was the most important person in that situation gets what they need from it otherwise you know you could end up you know just forcing people together just for the sake of again a contractual obligation i've never that's never sat right with me i don't know if you're the same yeah, I completely agree. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about in the, the, the networking and the referral space as well, because I, I used to be part of, of those networks. And look, they, they work, but I totally share your, you know, your, your, your thinking behind them about you, you feel obligated to refer someone just because they are, you know, part of your same network. And, and similarly, 
if they're part of our of our agency partners, doesn't mean we always will refer them, especially if because it's our. I feel a sense of duty to our partners as well, just like you touched on earlier, where when you make a referral to someone, you're kind of putting your reputation on the line with that referral. But I think it works the other way. Like for example, I'm I'm a big believer in that the client is not always right, and or the customer is not always right, and sometimes they need to be educated. And if they're not the right type of customer for you from a, not just from a, you know, the right type of business or the right size or the right, you know, um, persona or whatever, like from a marketing perspective, but if they're just not healthy for you, like if they're a really difficult customer, they don't really want to work in collaboration with you. And you know the type of customers I'm talking about, right? Yeah, they're just not they, compatible they that, with your way of yeah, working yeah. and vice versa. They've, yeah, And from a personal point of view like i feel a sense of duty not to refer that type of person to you as well or to any of our partners so you know there's no obligation to refer and like you said we also don't have necessarily a it's not a gated community where you have to pay to play or pay to be a partner anyone can become a partner but it's our job to to vet them for the previous reasons but also if we get a customer and, and you know there's no hiding this that every business out there has handful of those customers that are a little bit more difficult, a little bit more effort uh, to, to keep happy, I wouldn't want to like put that on you and say, here's a customer for you for the sake of having a customer, but knowing that they're going to make your life a little bit miserable because they're a difficult client to, to service. So that's why I, I really like having the relationships with our partners as opposed to yeah, anyone and anyone can refer us, but also we can then refer anyone and, and everyone just for the sake of obligation or for a referral fee so i think it works it works both ways for sure definitely and if you've got for example people who you never refer to for whatever reason who are partners it doesn't matter necessarily because they're still benefiting from the relationship that was one of the reasons why i wanted to do what i've done was you know reward find give a financial reward to those who are passing work our way who might not necessarily be getting anything back because nothing's suitable or we might not come across the the, the clients at the same point of the relationship or it might not be a service that our clients need therefore we don't pass work their way. It, it it still works out for them. It's like, you know, for example, we're a partner of WP Maintain. We, st- we are still benefiting from a relationship, even if we're just passing you work, we're still benefiting from that because we're being, we're getting a kickback. So it, it, it takes away the, 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 like you said, the obligation of, of these networks where that's all they're trading in. They're trading in referrals. There's no, there's no money changing hands at all and there's no other incentives at all. It's literally just... You know, you're sitting across from me at a table every Friday morning. Therefore, I need to give you this lead that I've come across. And yeah, that, that's that's just the way I look at it, anyway. Yeah, I I completely share that, share share that sentiment, Johnny. And I, I I couldn't agree more. Um, but look, I I know you've only recently started your affiliate program you know, earlier this year, but you know, that, that that still qualifies you to to talk a bit about it because there'll be a lot of people listening to this who want to start it but haven't got it started. What as we wrap up, you know, a final sort of takeaway. What, what do you think is one of the most important things that someone in our space starting up a referral program should remember to look into? Is it you know something technical, or is it more of a marketing thing, or the legalities of it? What what's something that you, if you had to start again with your referral program, how would you approach it, and what advice would you give to someone just starting out? Yeah, so um, the main thing would be to, to, to keep it as open as possible. I think that would be the, the main thing. If I could think about it again, conceptualize it again from the, from the start, I would think this is for everyone. And, and, and likewise, 
uh, works both ways. You know, that means that the network that we then generate from keeping it open is as big as it can be. But with caution, I think, you know, make sure that the people that you're taking on as affiliates whose brands you are promoting in return are actually credible brands that, that, that are have good client relationships. So do a bit of digging, just check on the reviews, you know, maybe even approach a couple of their, 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 their clients or whatever, just to see, you know, what the experience has been or work on a project with them as like a trial before accepting them onto the affiliate program, just so that you know that they are legit. So that would be that would be my main thing. I think that, that there are there are still some as the as the relationship grows, unless you've got some kind of automated affiliate program, you know, like a lot of software companies have, where you you've got an affiliate link, for example. If you're doing it based on on referral, it is relying on on honesty to a certain extent. So just make sure that that, that you've got open dialogue with them at all times. Keep them posted. All right, yeah, I had a call with thanks for passing on such and such. I had a call with them. It went well, fingers crossed. I'll keep you posted, things like that. And likewise, that the, the relationship, um, the other way is, is equally as open, that the, the communication is equally as open so that when you pass work their way, it doesn't just go quiet. And then you, you, you realize that they've, you know, done a, a five grand project and, and not thanked you for yeah, it. You know? yeah. I think there's got to be kind of mutual respect <laughs> yeah. and trust on both sides. And don't be afraid as well to, and I, I guess you touched on this as well when you were talking about, right, should I refer this client to this person or not? Because I'm not sure if they're compatible. Don't be afraid to say no to referrals. So I had I had a situation last week where it was the third time in a row that uh, a referral had no-showed their introduction call. And I just said, you know, that's for me a sign of things to come. I'm uh, three strikes and you're out basically for an intro call. That's the way I do it. Unless you email me ahead of time and, and reschedule and things like that, but to just not turn up three times in a row, that's, you know, I'd take that as a sign of how things are likely to go moving forward. So I just emailed the, the, the person who'd referred them and said, listen, like this is what's happened. Um, I'm not interested in taking it forward. Don't feel like you have to take that client on because someone is referring them and therefore has a vested interest in that deal going through. I think that's another thing that, that's worth yeah. bearing in mind for people. Really good point. That's a really, really good point, Johnny. Thank you for sharing. Um, I hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. You know, you might be referred a bad client unknowingly yeah, you definitely shouldn't feel obligated. And I know that's that will that will hit differently to people listening to this, depending on where they are in their business as well. I remember at the very start, like I don't, I wouldn't care. I would have probably ignored that advice and said, "Well, I need the I need the business. I need the clients. I'll I'll put up with some of the the bad practice or the bad behavior, if you will, because I'm I know I'm going to get paid at the end of this." As you mature and as you progress and grow your business, you you start to learn. That actually, maybe that, that that's not such a good idea. But you know, the different types of listeners we have to this this podcast will take that advice differently depending on where they are in their their business journey. But I'd love to hear from anyone who's, who's listening. You know, make sure you comment on on this, or, or you know, reach out to one of us on social media and, and tell us how you handle those scenarios. But Johnny, look, you, you've 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 given such, such amazing information, such amazing insights into your experience in your business, how you grew your business how you've now sort of moved towards a partner program and are formalizing, even though it's not very formal, but you're formalizing your your partner program uh, a bit more through your experience. And I, and I know that anyone listening to this episode will have learned a lot about the benefits of having a partner program to grow their business and setting up how, how helpful it can be for everyone involved. This really is a, a win-win-win situation for you, for your referral partner, and for ultimately the end client. Johnny, I think you run an amazing business. I really like your website. I like your, your branding, your style. 
for anyone listening to this episode, where can they find you online? How can they keep up to date with you or an out- and Outlines Design? Yeah, so if you go to outlinesdesign.com, that's our main website. We're also on LinkedIn. And if you want to email me directly, it's Johnny, that's J-O-N-N-Y, at outlinesdesign.com. Happy to have a conversation with anyone who, who's interested, whether it's someone who's wanting to start a business or you know, just want some advice on, on starting their own agency or, or whatever it might be. I've, I've got a lot of uh, scars from when I first started that I'm happy to help others avoid. And this is what I love about the, the, the word, not just the WordPress community, but this sort of creative small business community. Everyone's here to help each other. No one's, you know, that, that old concept of it's, it's a dog eat dog world. I don't believe that that's true in, in this environment. After everything we've been through over the last couple of years, I think people are, are more than happy to help. So please reach out to Johnny if you want that sort of connection. Of course, you can always reach out to, to me as well, uh, as I always, always say. That is all the time we have for for today. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Johnny, for for sharing everything you did. Um, I hope those listening enjoyed this episode as much as I did talking to Johnny. Make sure you like and share this episode on your social media platforms and and review us on your favorite podcast platform wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want more information about WP Maintain, as always, you can find out more at wpmaintain.co.uk or you can reach out to us on, on the usual social media platforms. Let us know your thoughts on this episode and any other future topics you would like us to talk about. Or if you yourself want to come on the show or have a recommendation, please let us know. But for now, Johnny, thank you so much. Uh, It's great to have you on. Pleasure to be on. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to What The Press, a conversation about business and WordPress. Brought to you by WP Maintain.